Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm Colin Brown, and today I'm joined by Bob D. Hello there. Will Pintar. Hello there. And special guest Darren Granger. Hello there. So, at the moment, it is the wee hours of Friday morning, as we've been sad enough, basically, to go down to Element Games post-midnight to play with the new Wave after release. So we've been putting a bit of time in with the new Y-Wing and the Nantex. I'm basically the token non-CIS player. Everyone else here has been playing the Nantex. So let's dive right into it. Uh, Darren, you were very excited for Sunfac before he came out, but you've been a bit down on him now. <laughs> I was massively excited for Sunfac since he was announced at basically all the way back in kind of March-April time. Um, and then I was massively disappointed when he didn't have a, uh, a mod slot. Um, because he's an ace hunter that then can't hunt aces, in my opinion. And you wanted that for the afterburners? Yeah, for absolutely for afterburners, just for the for the reposition, um, for the bank boost more than anything, um, and then potentially a barrel roll. Good of them to throw targeting computer into the pack, though, right? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, I feel exactly like those Fenrau players that have got afterburners and, and can't use them in their pack. I've got targeting computer and can't use it in mine. That feels like a late change to me. It feels like a depowering. The pre-nerf. It feels like they wanted to get the pack out in time for uh, Imperial players at Worlds to take a targeting computer on Zoom tier and uh, not have any threat <laughs> against it. Yeah, Sunset is definitely a happy man now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's yeah. certainly better off. Um, so we've played one game with Sunfac and six Vulture Droids. Uh, what do we think of that? Bob, what was your impressions? I think there's the Sunfac ought to be good. Um, it, it, we'll talk later about the alternatives to some fact that are actually possibly better. Uh, but with the swarm, you've got something that can take up a huge amount of board space. And for me, the difficulty with flying a swarm with Sunfac is that what Sunfac wants to do is tractor stuff into a position where he can shoot them, get his extra dice in the bullseye arc, uh, roll five dice at stuff, and really make them unhappy. But the problem is, if the board is littered with drones, he's struggling to position himself in a way where he can actually leverage uh, all of his dice out the front arc, out the bullseye arc. Do you have to get dice out the bullseye? Is he not good just as a three-dice turret? He's, yes, absolutely. But it's the difference between a three and uh, sorry, four and five dice attack at, at range one. Okay, your opponent is tracted, and that, that really matters. But for me, it's, it's the mobility of Sunfac and the, the ability to wiggle around in, in tiny spaces using his own tractor and then tractoring the opponent towards him that, that really makes him fun. And if you've got a swarm that you're using to to block the opponent, you're also blocking your Sunfac. I'm I'm not so keen on that, but I do see the basic efficiency of running maybe six vultures with struts and sticking treacherous onto Sunfac alongside uh, Ensnare. Yeah, I think we've been looking at it, and it's you can basically take the list that won the Australian Open and swap Sunfac in instead of Dooku. And Will, you've flown that DQ list a bit. Do you think that's a, a good trade? Having seen, having seen it again um, on the table now um, with the Sunfac and Six, um, obviously flew against Darren with his taps. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I th- in my personal opinion, I think the Dooku variant is better. It was wanting to do different things, but definitely the do- or similar things, but in a different way. And I think Dooku, being how tanky he is. Uh, and giving the extra um, defence to the droids works out better. The and how, droids, does he, how does he do that? 
So with his uh, with the relay, tactical relay, you can't get a tactical relay on an Antec. So with the tactical relay, I mean, really, are you wanting to take a strain or are you going to give someone an evade? So it's making your droids last longer. There's nothing making your droids last longer with some fac on, on the flank or trying to come in. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Darren. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that um, the, the Dooku list, I personally would be more worried about facing and also think it, it's absolutely better because it's that force multiplier that um, that you just don't really get without having the relay. Like uh, I always say that with the droids, you want some kind of relay with Seer. You want the um, 175 to get the extra calculate for the crack shot. But um, the, the, the one that I, I quite like as well is the strain, especially against aces. What they don't want to do is take a strain to give you an, um, to basically um, take more damage. And not only that, with with the Dooku, fair enough, it's not a guaranteed tractor. Mm-hmm. I, I I admit that. You know, it's some facts a guaranteed tractor, but some facts a guaranteed tractor at range one. Dooku's get, getting you getting you a tractor at range two, at range three, and with the height and perception, he's doing it at I seven. So he's he's shooting it before anybody else is. He's got the force mod, and normally by that point, you would have got a target lock if you're going to be shooting the tractor. So you know, your chances are you can get it through. You know, so. Mm. I, me personally, if I had to pick my list for worlds right now, I'd be taking the Dooku variant. Yeah, out of the two, I'd agree. Um, Dooku for me, he's even a better end game ship than Sunfak. Yeah. Um, just with the the shenanigans of taking actions and cloaking and decloaking, um, and, and disengage with a five k. Like, mm. there's just there's just that many tricks with Dooku that Sunfak doesn't have. And let's not underestimate the ability to tie up a huge amount of the board space with his large base. I mean, in comparison to that, though, uh, I was speaking to Tyler Tippett today, and I, I said exactly that. I said, look, I see uh, Endgame uh, shit being Dooku being better. And he said, well, he's played a few games of it, and he's saying, surprisingly, um, yeah, I know a name dropped. Yeah, surprisingly, um, I, um, he, he believes that some, uh, some fact is an amazing Endgame ship. Um, he thinks getting close to people, keeping, but he's, he's more using him to keep him in the fight and keep him keep him on people. So in that sense, yeah, he probably is better to keep him on people. But if you're running away from multiple ships, you, know, you don't actually want to keep him in the fight. And he doesn't run away. He, he can run away, but to run away properly, you're having to track to yourself. Well, that's not really running away. That's you know. So yeah, I, I can see I can see his points behind it. But I, I, I definitely take Dooku me personally. What do you think? Do you think there's any matchup dependence? Because I could see if you go and say Dooku Swarm against some Falcon Six, I would go for the Dooku Swarm there. I think he has the advantage. But against, say, Jedi, two Jedi and a Torrent, do you think the ability of some Fak to to kind of chase in at six? Because Dooku's a lot of things, but I think slightly predictable is one of them. At least when he's in the melee, right? Or, or before then, he's got his decloak, etc. But once he's in the mix, because of the rocks, because of his big base, because of where he wants his turret pointing, his, not his turret, his arc pointing, he's kind of predictable. So some fact having that extra layer of, well, I'm going to go five straight and then barrel roll, or you, I'm going to go right through this rock and I can still barrel roll a boost with my tractor ability. You can kind of put pressure on things a bit more with them. You have to be very careful with them because, as Bob said before we started recording, he's a classic ace. If you get him wrong, he's toast. Yeah. So are you going to fly him through a rock? Probably not. Well, maybe, maybe bring grass cards. <laughs> yeah. But then, 
you're defeating the object. You, you if you're if you're barrel rolling people onto glass cars, you're literally but the point of a tractor doing them mean, a favour. The point of a tractor is not just to put them onto no, glass. No, it's not. Yeah. So yeah, the thing with if you bring gas clouds, yeah, you've got the the downside that you can't drop the uh, the opponents onto the rocks. Uh, it's not having that same effect, but you also can't park your droids on them because droids can only land with landing struts on rocks and debris clouds, not gas clouds. But that's not the end of it, though, is it? Because the swarm isn't the only option to keep uh, Sunfat company. I, I've been trying him a bit with, with Grievous. I had a go with uh, Grievous and 404 to really try and pressure the opponent at, at range one. I wasn't thrilled with that because you end up with two ships that are trying to do the same thing. And again, they get under each over each other's feet, you know, 404 and Sunfac against uh, higher initiative targets becomes difficult. Obviously, Sunfac is a six, but against uh, uh, high initiative ships, it's, it's really difficult to arrange to line up both of those killer shots. And once 404 meets his inevitable demise after critting himself to roll the extra dice, you're starting to run low on firepower, even with Grievous coming in from the flank. So I, I wrote that one off fairly quickly. But I think, well, you looked at a, another build with uh, a uh, yeah. a 404. Um, yeah, so I, I've i been looking, and obviously I said weeks ago, uh, I spoke to Darren and you, Bob, um, I was looking more at the I-4. There's a lot of options at I-4 uh, within, within the faction. So I was looking at Grievous, because obviously everyone knows, if you listen to the podcast, I love him to bits. I don't think you've ever mentioned that. No, <laughs> 404. I think I've mentioned I may have loved him to bits as well. And so now I've got Chertuk, um, who's great. Um, as uh, Me and Darren were talking earlier, and, is it, and we, we both alluded to in our chat earlier, that he, you're getting two ships with re-rolls. So you're getting the Grievous re-rolls, um, so he's re-rolling if he's out of arc, and Chertuk is also getting his re-rolls. Yeah. So and if then, they're attracted, right? If they're attracted, yeah. yeah. But then you've got uh, then you've got four ships at I four. It's like a triple threat. So you've got the four ships at I four, and then plus filler. All right, that filler you can put whatever you want in. Is right? it four ships at I four? It's three. It's three ships at I four. Sorry, yeah. It's three. early in the morning. And you can't <laughs> <count> <laughs> <all right. laughs> Counting, counting's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I had four ships on the board when I played it. So, but no. So there's three ships at I four and then plus filler. That filler you can put in whatever you want. Right? You know, um, it, you know you can build them them three ships however you want. You know, some people prefer. Like, I don't know what's that impervium plating on Grievous. Personally, I don't bother with it. Personally, I love and, it. And yeah, Darren loves it. Four oh four. I think we both agreed on that build. Oh, four oh four's money. It's, it's energy shells. And the advanced proton sorps. I've got both on there, so he's a, as a threat at range three and range one. Um, Chertuk, I just had in snare, but I'm playing about with another EPT on him. And then filler, I'm playing around with the filler. But I reckon them three ships, they're pretty good together, man. Well, you, you get loads of options when you take the the really expensive bit of yeah. uh, the Namtex out, which is some fact. Yeah. You know, um, Chartuk is is much more reasonable than his points cost. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think if you were going to take some fact. If I if I was going to take him to a tournament, I would seriously play about with not having Ensnare with him, but either one or two other of the um, Nantex with Ensnare at a lower PS, like Chertek, like one of the um, one of the other aces, to effectively hand off those tractor beams um, to give Sunfak his ability, but he's he still runs around at an I six. You're just trying to get me to spend one more money again. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But the, the issue with that, though, is, is aces. In an ace-heavy meta, 
the the joy is getting Sunfac with a nice big bid, and then running that against Jedi, uh, running it against Darth Vader, yep. and and actually you can put together a list, and it's the one that I like most, which was Sunfac with Predator and Ensnare, Chartek with uh, Ensnare, and then Grievous with Solus One and Outmaneuver, and that comes in at one hundred and eighty-five points. Yep. And I absolutely agree with you on that, Bob, that actually that is a list that I would consider Sunfacking because you've got the bid and, more importantly, you've got two ships that can hand out tractor beams. Um, because I think Sunfac on his own against Aces, doesn't matter how big your bid is, you're either going to come up against Aces that can use Sense to look at your dial, so they know where you're going to be, and you've only got one reposition, whether it's a boost or a barrel, guess what, they're not going to be around anywhere, or you'll uh, be blocked. Uh, it's largely irrelevant when he, when he's on his own. He can't really hunt aces viably, in my opinion. And I think the the thing with Sunfac at the minute though is it's a very different way to play the game. Yep. He he opens up options that we've never ever seen before. People talk about the the quad jumpers, but they're a very different animal. They were just rolling and doing a bit of tractoring. That was it really. But with the the abilities that come with with Sunfac and the the opportunity to double reposition one of those repositions being on the opposing ship. It's a whole new way to play the game. And whether I've won or I've lost, I've really enjoyed all of my games playing with him. Yeah, 100%. But you, it's definitely a head puzzle. It, it is a head puzzle, and it's enjoyable. But, I mean, for all the hype on the internet and all the rest of it, if you think you're going to pick up some fact and start destroying people, you're very much mistaken. This is a, it's a high-skill ship. It's not a ship that you can just pick up, whack up, whack on the board, and you're automatically going to do well with it. And again, like I said, me and Tyler Tippett were talking today, and he, he said just that. He was like, "Look," and I, I was, I agreed. We think it, at the top end, the top the competitive players will, with practice, be able to smash people up with this ship. Right, fact. But if you're a mid table, normally mid table to a low table players, right, um, and if you are, that's fine, you know, and that fly what you love, but it's not going to be an easy ship to just pick up and play. You know? And and it's one to think about. Maybe at the lower initiatives, it's going to be more fun. But for 78 points, I think if if you're not an au fait with it, it it's, a, it's a point sink that is going to die. It's two thirds of your list in a faction that can't really afford to. I mean, you want to, if you want to take a bid in the cis faction, like you're not taking what the cis faction are good for, which is chunky swarms. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and I do say that because that's why I'm not flying some fact because I'm not classing myself as a top tier player. Like <laughs> <laughs> you said that first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and for me, Chertak is massively better value for points. Yeah. 100%. You know, he, he, it's easy enough to uh, get a focus on him. That's his action. But if you're tractoring something, you're getting automatic re-rolls. And two re-rolls on your, your attack against a tractor chip with one less green dice, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. And you are going to do some damage with him. The disadvantage, of course, is that he's he's I four, but most ships are not aces, mm. and there's always in every game Chertek's going to have some sort of role, whether it's making the life of Torrance very uncomfortable, um, whether he's uh, managing to to boost Grievous into a very unpleasant position. Um, Darren and I played a game <laughs> where Grievous sat himself nicely at range one of uh, one of Darren's ships. He then barrel rolls a bit to the left. Darren gives me a curious look. But then at the start of the engagement, he then gets tracted left again and positions himself very nicely in the side arc of Darren's ship and is rolling four dice with two re-rolls and a focus and smiling about it. And, and that's the sort of trickery that 
you can do with Chertek. Yeah, yeah. Those link, those linked barrel rolls, I think, will be key to kind of figuring out in your own little head sim to 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 work out that. Hold on a second. Depending on the activation here, I can barrel roll myself closer to another ship and barrel that one further away, so it's out of arc of other people. And it's those shenanigans that I think Will's touched on in the past that actually. CIS do everything that Scum used to do. It's those little tricks, yeah. those shenanigans. They are the faction for it, and and it's just those everything that they release makes you think about uh, the game in a completely different way. Whether it's landing struts and just ignoring rocks, whether it's probe droids and taking um, target locks from far away, buzz droids and no one ever reading the full card other than Rob <laughs> Ram because no one can be bothered. Um, or, or now these tractor beam shenanigans, it just makes the it changes the fundamental rules of the game or the fundamental order in which things happen. That's probably why I love the faction. I've gone from scum to this, and I feel like right at home. <laughs> I mean, what looking at it, what what do we think? What do we think? Um, things like beef. I reckon. I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to struggle against beef. This type of ship. I don't think there's going to be enough turns to be able to do what you need to do. I mean, medium to large base ships is going to be a problem, I think, for, for this for these ships. Yeah. Sinker Swarm. Probably one of the biggest swarm, you know, Sinker Swarm is big in the matter at the minute, especially in the US. Maybe not as much, we don't see as much of it here, but in the US, it is a big, it is a big issue. So, will, will the ship have enough turns to do a Sinker Swarm in? Yeah, and it all comes down to how you play play Sunfac really, because if he gets caught at range by one or two ships that are going to shoot him, and he's at range two or three, he's dead in the water. Like, yeah. it, it, you need to go from range four to range one quicker than any other ship. As an ace hunter, he doesn't have double reposition, and and that means that even with a bid, he can be a very soft target for aces that that are doing that to him, and and also against stuff like beef. He doesn't have the level of reposition that you'd want to to arc dodge against four powerful arcs. And, and all it takes is one bad shot, one unlucky roll of the dice, and then a third of your list or more is, is just evaporated. Yeah, I mean, just as one quick point, he does technically have a double reposition, but his double reposition is once for him and once for you. Yeah. And it's that that's a completely different concept to try and get your head around, that to visualise it and put yourself in a position from your manoeuvre that... Um, you can then pull that off, and that's that's the the complication around him. Okay, um, so we can talk about some fact for hours. Clearly, uh, <laughs> just to end up, my point of view on him is he's very exciting. I love the fact that he's really put the cat amongst the pigeons. He's shaking things up. Half people think he's crap. Half people think he's overpowered. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. Um, but the other new ship from the wave, not as exciting to be fair, <laughs> is the new Y wing. Uh, it looks very nice. I Just, like the model. It's massive. It is massive. Wait, there's but, a Y-Wing out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so, the most exciting pilot, I don't know, for me, there's a, a lot of people like Matchstick, a lot of people like Broadside, but just for today, we put Anakin on the table. Just gave him Dorsal Turret and Torps. Uh, the idea being he can mod his attacks, right? He can double mod his Torps at I-6. And I think he is fine. <laughs> at 60 <laughs> points, plus 13 for the Torps. Like, he's I6, double modded Torps. That's not bad. But the wiring is slow. You, do, you Also, you staple R4 to this thing because it's blue. His maneuvers are so bad. Um, but like he's I6. He's slow. You can see where he's coming. Against other I6s, if he doesn't have a bid, he's not getting the lock. He's not... He's just getting arc dodged. Like, he's... 
he's too expensive for what he does, I think. And if you're aiming for that kind of ship, then start with Wedge, don't you? Probably. <laughs> I mean, you can put in some nice squirrely aces maybe beside him, but he's taken up almost more than a third of your list, right? He's just very expensive for what he does, I think. What about the um, R2-D2 with uh, Ahsoka and... 3 Pal- No, Palpatine. Okay. Because that way you, you're able to coordinate a target lock on something and dish out a focus, and you still have an action... And two focus, actually. So you coordinate the lock with Palp, which gives the person you locked a focus. You then hand out a focus with the Soka, and then R2-D2 is uh, potentially getting a calculate from something in Arc. It's just... It's definitely very powerful. That's a lot of actions all coming from one ship. But just what do you put with them, is my current point. Yeah, what's short of actions in Republic? Not very much. Like, you don't really care about paying 60 points to give two torrents some focus. Right, it's not an exciting thing. I think that's the kind of thing that's just waiting for the right ship. Like yeah. something will come along, you're like, oh, suddenly this is amazing. Yeah, yeah but, um, but right now, it's just I don't, I don't see it. But why would you not, you know, pay a few more points and put it on an arc? A gunner and Palpatine on an arc. Why, why would you not do that? Well, Ahsoka works. They have to be in your arc, uh, and it's. I think it's better at least to have your primary arc and then your turret pointing out the side, as opposed to having a front and back arc. You kind of cover a more convenient area. Okay. Um, I mean, you're saying that Anakin, 60 points in a Y-Wing, 62 points in a Ether Sprite. Um, but, but you're putting 7B on. So if you're putting 7B on him, yeah. But, you know. So he's, what is he, 82? And you're, not, you're probably not taking... Anakin's at least taking VTG and Dorsal Turris, which makes him, what, 71? So he is cheaper, but it's just. But he's still a Y wing. He's still a Y wing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I think the Y wings could potentially add something to a sink or swarm if you want to shape it, shake it up a little bit and put in some ordnance. Or there's probably something to do with like a Luminara swarm to even further mitigate that crit reduction. The crit but... reduction is nice. I did like in even in the couple of games he had, it's just that last crit sneaking through past his shield suddenly becomes a hit. It is like it's a nice thing to have, but I don't think it's a, it's enough really to make it that exciting. Did you try out Chopper? No, I am excited for Chopper though. Yeah, that can wait for another day. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I'll be Let honest. Me go with, home, Darren. I'll be, fly, fly, yeah, flying against it, you know, I I wasn't really scared of the Y wing, if I'm at all honest. You know, it, it, yeah, it's dangerous, especially when you add proton torps on it. Yeah. But um, you know, I wasn't that worried about it you know it's a it's still a one agility ship and it's yeah. a lot of points for a one agility ship yeah definitely having so much of your list behind one dice and eight health is scary <laughs> <laughs> you're giving up a lot of points quite easily there yeah. all right well i think that's all we have time for today i'm sure we'll have many more discussions around some fac and the rest of the wave uh, but for tonight it is this morning this morning <laughs> it is goodbye from bob Ta-da. goodbye from will is there a kebab up shop open now? Goodbye from Darren. Bye for now. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it.